This is a tasty Wayne. You're listening to Lewis Stevens on Epsom Hospital Radio. Epsom Hospital Radio. What's up, Epsom? How you doing? Hope you're all good. Haven't spiraled into a lockdown depression or anything. Because they could suck, reckon, probably. Check this out real quick. Wayne. Every day feels the same. Negative thought cycles through my brain. Negative thought cycles running through my brain. Too many conversations with my thumbs. Doesn't feel very fun. Thumb talk. Like I'm talking to people just using my thumbs And when I get to actually talk to people It's not very fun Not very fun So we're up to probably three to five live streams a week Mainly thanks to Epsom and your families Local businesses Or anyone really just coming on for about 15 minutes To talk about what it is they do So thanks for that, find that on Facebook So I'm about to just drop some pure fire for you right now. Enjoy. Life can can easily get boring. Like lockdown. I pick up my phone to check on the time. Then I put it back down again and I forgot the time. And now I don't feel very fine imagine imagine that you uh, you like if you're on your own if you're on your own I feel really bad for you and, and it, that must suck if you live with someone imagine being that person that lived alone like imagine you as an old person and you was living on your own and every day was the same that and you know that'd be boring so there's a there's a charity actually age concern Epsom we did a live stream with them last week Age Concern Epsom, and they're like a local charity for elderly people that may be feeling isolated. I think they've got 5,000 clients in the local community. Did a live stream with Charlotte from there last week, and she told us about a service where you buddy up with somebody on the phone, agreed to have a couple hours a week conversation, and a lot of people have been complaining that have partaken in the volunteer program that they get guilty about how good it makes them feel. So there's one suggestion if you're feeling a bit like that depressed over lockdown. Go on to the Epsom, go on Age Concern Epsom's website and sign up for that. And that could be a cure for any like bad feelings over lockdown. Alternatively, today's, sorry I dropped my microphone. Today's guest, well last week's guest, but today's episode that you are currently listening to is with Dr. Joe James Tilly, Doctor of Chiropractic at Epsom Court Wellness Centres. And if you don't have the time to maybe dedicate to age concern, then you you definitely should be trying to find some time for your well-being in any sense, be that fitness, nutrition, the much sought after, in my opinion, meditation that seems to be growing really popular over here. Um, As I keep saying, if you really want an introduction into it and it has changed my life for the better, quite drastically over lockdown. It's actually, I, I, it's the the best thing that has happened to me over lockdown. But it, like in my sort of in in, in my day to day life, you know, moving with my girlfriend and and we have a flat now. You know, I didn't. I, I, she doesn't listen anyway. So yeah, the best thing I found out is meditation, and <laughs> she does listen. Hey, Alex, uh, is that you go on Netflix? Sorry, go on Netflix and look at Headspace: A Guide to Meditation six episodes or seven or so um he walks you through it and it's a guided one very short good intro to get into it start there joe in this episode advocates advocates it and then start dedicating time to being more connected to the world which is what we end up speaking about straight away here we talk about connection with nature and connection with body and i know it sounds simple but we are products of this earth we come from this earth you know we we, we share the same whatever molecules whatever it is that we share like we actually was produced on this earth so it would be naive to think we aren't directly connected to it in some weird way 
you know, and it's got its own ecosystem. It's got its it, it's doing its own thing, spinning at loads of billions or millions of miles an hour. It, it'd be silly to think we wasn't somehow connected to it on some level. And Joe explains how he's a big surfer. He gets a lot of um, meaning and a lot of satisfaction, fulfillment from surfing, but also just going for a walk in nature. Because you're getting you're getting so much of of reality in the sense of what we come from, and it's a good break. I like Epsom. I made a podcast about it. I'm not dissing society, but I'm saying the time to go out and spend in nature is incredibly important for for loads of reasons. And there's exercise you can be doing whilst you're outside. And if you're stuck outside, if you're stuck inside, sorry, with lockdown, explore your inner self. Explore that that inner you that is connected to the world. Listen, I know it sounds weird, maybe, maybe it doesn't, but I've been doing one recently about uh, connecting, like a meditation session, 25 minutes every morning, where you, where a woman, she basically psychotherapies you, if, whatever, if that's what the word, psychotherapy, psychoanalyzes, psycho something to you, where she connects you to your <laughs> inner child, but by sort of, I don't know, she gets in your head and she makes you bring up memories that might have been... You know, like things in the past. If you're if you're currently finding yourself anxious, or there's issues with your day to day life, I mean, this probably isn't for everyone. But if you're finding, you know, things that just keep popping up that keep getting in the way, and you can't work out why you keep doing them, she like gets in your head somehow and makes you and pulls up m- memories of your childhood that m- that might have been the reason, you know, where where you were getting f- where you gained this 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 side of yourself that isn't enabling you to fully fully enjoy your experience on Earth. You know, she, she, I don't know how she does it, but it's seriously, it, it's calming. You know, when you when you face these things, when these memories come up and you, you sort of look at them as an adult and you observe them, things that might be right at the back of your brain that you forgot about, when you when, when she does it, and then you apparently you do it for 50, 56 days, and she, they reckon that it actually changes the way your brain is, like the shape of your brain, it changes it, and you, you it, it changes your day-to-day. Meditation is, like, obviously quite big and now scientists have started looking at it and even they reckon it's big they've looked at it the sciencey stuff so something to look into you know if, if you're if something if you feel like something could be changed in your life have a go on this have a go just why not you know older ways of dealing with it maybe drinking a lot dealing i don't i like drinking i love a drink but dealing with problems with drink isn't you know isn't turned out to be healthy really like dealing with your stressful times with a cigarette. Yeah, sure. You know, I still smoke occasional cigarettes. You just smoke a lot. I'm not saying, I'm no, you know, but I, I, it's obviously not right to like reach for that every time. And if it gets really bad and you can't stop, it's not healthy. Whereas this is like a healthy introspective look. So yeah, you know, the, the, this is the, I mean, if, if you're not, if you're not inclined to think like this, listen to this episode anyway, because it, 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 I don't know. It was a good booster. It, so I was I was on a positive row anyway. But speaking to Joe during this episode, I really went on a nutrition hype afterwards, and I'm still riding that hype. You know, I can't believe what I used to eat compared to what I've been eating the past three weeks. I just I weren't putting vegetables in anything really. I was just eating whether I still cooked, but you know, we, vegetables weren't main. But now they're just an integral part of my dinner. And the other day, I, I turned to Alex and I said. I'm actually excited to wake up tomorrow because we'd had a healthy dinner and I was so full of energy that I just couldn't wait to carry on going. And that's the sort of like that's the sort of change that chatting to Joe actually brought to me at Epsom Core Wellness Centres. It's not just your car, it's not just your back. Joe will look at multiple things to do with diet, lifestyle, and he's just into it. You can tell. Have a listen to this podcast, see how he sounds, hear the passion in his voice when he talks about it, and how he kind of does live what he's what he's working which I really like. And also, if you're interested, you can use the promo code Wayne49 to have an inductory session with him. Introductory session. Inductory? Are you inducted? Or is it an introduction? Are you introducted? Or are you introduced? One of those. Wayne49, the usual first session is £110. This session here will be £49 if you use the Wayne49 pound. Well, just Wayne49 code. That's great, isn't it? That is great. Really great. So I'm going to start the episode now. Let's have a listen to what Joe's got to say. Remember, Wayne Music is a thing. It's a new thing, this series, where we play local bands and musicians. First song, which you'll hear about 10 minutes in, 15 minutes in, 
is by Wayne Favourite, resident musician Reese Crowther and his new single, which hit 2,000 streams in two days. So well done, Reese, mate. You'll hear that one first. And then, a bit of a cheat this week, I messaged UCA to see if there was any musicians they wanted to come over and put a few songs on. They sent it out to their entire music faculty and a girl got back who's part of the Farnham division of UCA sent me two of her songs. Even though she's not from Epsom, I'm going to play them. Eleanor Hobby, thanks for sending those songs in. I'm going to be playing those second and third throughout this episode as well. It's like a Radio 6 music sort of vibe. You'd imagine it on there. You know, Lucy Rose almost, but a bit more sort of modern-y with a more interesting beat. So that's what you've got to look forward to. Let's crack on. Uh, thanks for listening to my intro as always. I really enjoy this bit. Maybe it's just a deep, dark thing of mine to feel listened to or someone to talk to, but I'll save that for the self-reflection meditation. <laughs> Let's go. So, so chiropractic. When I read on your website that when you was 15, you found out that you knew what you wanted to do. Did that come from any sort of large experience or or, or like a epiphany? Yeah, yeah, it did actually. Yeah, I, I always classed myself as super privileged to know what I wanted to do at the age of 15. But it was one of those moments. And um, it started for me actually um, with a rugby injury. Um, I was playing a lot of rugby as a kid um, and I hit a tackle bag. And on hitting the tackle bag on collision, I popped a rib in my back. Um, I had this like really severe sharp mid-back and my mum had been seeing a chiropractor for her low back for a number of years. And she said, like, I'm going to take you to my chiropractor. So she took me in and um, he assessed my back. And it was clear that I hurt my mid back and, and damaged one of the rib attachments to my spine. Um, but when he was assessing my spine, he felt my neck and he said, Gosh, your neck's not great. Do you get any headaches? Um, and I said, you bet I get headaches. Like I have yeah. literally a headache three or four times a week. And I must have about one or two migraines a month. And at this time in my life, I'd been suffering headaches probably for about three or four years. And mum, not knowing what to do, had been giving me paracetamols, relief, all of the, everything you could literally take for, for headaches I'd tried, and nothing really would, would fix them. They just kept coming back week on week on week. And the chiropractor said to me at that time, like, your neck is really bad. Let's start work with you. And you might find as we start correcting and adjusting your neck, your headaches go. And I kid you not, five, six weeks into care with this guy, my back pain had gone, but my headaches had totally resolved. And yeah. it was one of those light bulb moments for me. I, I woke up at the age of 15. I remember the exact morning. I remember just going downstairs and saying to mum, I want to be a chiropractor. Like what that guy did to me has changed my life. And I want to teach others how they can steer away from taking drugs and really fix the problems in hand. And that's where it all started for me. And from there, it was really about getting my grades at, um, at, in my GCSEs to get to college and then college the right grades to get to uni and then five years training at the ACC in Bournemouth um, to bug a Cairo and then um, yeah I'm out and I'm qualified 11 years ago now. Awesome what a story and I read that you'd also done a lot of like 130 extra hours or, or sorry I might have got the number completely wrong um, attempt, like visiting seminars and things like that what, yeah. do, do, you, do you find stepping outside of like the education like 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 the qualification bit and just discussing with other chiropractors the techniques do you find out things that like still amaze you and also you know is it is it something that chiropractors have known for years and and they're just sort of struggling to get because i didn't know about headaches you know and i assume a lot of it might be common knowledge but i didn't it, it you know is, is it like is this a secret and is it a bit of a community that's getting together and, and a gradual process if you know what i'm trying to say there yeah sure so i mean i think um the first question like i think it's critical to get outside and, and meet other professionals we have legally requirements to do CPD points, which is continual professional development as the medical profession, as the dentist, any other professional regulation. Um, but doing those extra um, uh, seminars and learning new techniques and ways in which you can deal with people is so critical. You know, I often tell associates or people that are chiropractors who have worked for me that once you get your graduation, once you get your certificate, it's kind of like passing your driving test. It's at that point when you pass your driving test that you actually really learn how to drive. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's very much like that in, in chiropractic, like you can't buy experience. So having your hands on people, seeing a lot of people over a period of time, doing a lot of extracurricular stuff, learning new techniques, it's so critical to, to shape you into the chiropractor that you're destined to be. Um, so yeah, I definitely am a massive advocate of constant and never ending improvement. We call it canny. 
Um, and I think that's an important thing for people to have in their life, just always trying to develop and improve on yourself or, or improve on what you do. It keeps you engaged. Um, so, yeah, that's really important. Yeah, and a practice such as that, like you say, something that, that keeps you, was it canny? The... Ca- canny, K-A-N-I, I think it's coined by uh, Tony Robbins, Anthony Robbins, oh, yeah. the uh, NLP coach, but it stands for constant and never-ending improvement. Yeah, um, and I guess, and I guess, what I really, really love about that is that there's never a final goal to chase that distracts right. you from living in the moment. Um, and a lot of like spinal practice is is surrounded by like you know your med. There's a lot of meditation is around it and keeping a strong stance and like paying attention to your body and stuff. Hundred um, And I think it's like that with wellness. Like I, you know, when we talk about wellness and wellness being something that is made up of, in my mind, a, a four part approach where you've got the mind, mindfulness. You've got what you eat, the nutrition components. You've got how you move, your exercise components. And then you've got how you function, which is your nervous system and spine components. And I think with any form of wellness, it's always a journey towards wellness, Lewis. Like you you, you never reach 100% wellness. I believe you reach 100% sickness, which would call death, but you don't yeah. reach 100% wellness. It's always a journey. And we go to and from, you know, we go, uh, uh, you know, up and, and down on that chart as to how healthy we're doing because we have to make many choices in our life every single day what we eat how we think how we move so depending on our choices we're either moving towards wellness or away from wellness but I think it's a constant journey towards it um, you know it's my personal opinion yeah yeah I really appreciate I really understand that and then it, I guess it's a daily practice and it's actually a very very positive way to maintain you know it's probably the, the most positive way to maintain a good mood far far outweighing what clothes you're wearing and, and how much you sort of what like to you know like how many Instagram followers you've got and, and you know this is like a like a millennia millennia species old practice of just trying to become connected to your own self and the way you talk makes me think that you're quite a spiritual man and you know that there's been past experiences where where you've where you've learned how important this connectivity is but you also makes me think you may have traveled a bit um yeah. is that is that the case yeah it's true i have traveled i'm, I'm an avid surfer so yeah. um, i've been blessed to go to so many different destinations in the world that what I love about surfing is it takes you to the wave, not the location in the sense that the wave can be in some real gnarly third world areas, uh, certain areas of Mexico and Indonesia I've been where you see, oh my God, like such dramatically different cultures. And it's very humbling to go to these areas because you see people who are very underprivileged and financially, they don't really have anything. But what you see is some of the biggest smiles you'll ever see in your life. You know, these little kids that are scratching around in the dirt playing with a worn out football and you drive past in the car and they've got the biggest smiles on their face. And I think there's so much to learn from these these different cultures. I really do think traveling almost has been taken from all of us right now. But if you do get a chance to travel or see certain areas of the world, there's so much to learn from that. Yeah, and I, I do think this, I've, I haven't traveled loads. I've done my fair share at this point in my life. I do hope to do a lot more. But when you do go away and see areas like this, the smiles on faces, you and then you come home and look on the high street and see some of the frowns, you know, that as, as people are walking around. And I don't think it's through thought of their own. It just sort of seems to be the environment around us sort of seems to be very much focused on at chasing and attaining something, yeah. you know, that, that, that really doesn't actually buy you any measurable happiness. Uh, yeah. like concrete and this is like a practice this 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 looking into your spine and and your posture and your well-being is a practice to anchor you like I don't know if you if you get this when you get on your surfboard I have this with certain things that I do when you get on your surfboard and another it doesn't matter where you are you're anchored you've been on that surfboard hundreds of times uh-huh. and it bring it do you know what I mean it brings you yeah. quite like into that anchored space like you yeah. could also get meditating like I have I'm I am I'm uh, aware and I'm comfortable with this space. You know? Yeah, so like um, with surfing, I think one thing that it, it does for me, and it is a meditative practice, like obviously it's been made into a sport, but for me, I really feel, I feel strong about it actually being like a mindfulness practice and actually more of a lifestyle for me. Um, and what it does, it brings you into the present time moment. Like I think so many of us spend our day worrying about the past or anxious about the future. Think about where we stand right now in this whole COVID epidemic we're all going through. We're either worrying about the past and what's happened. We've lost our jobs or, you know, our children aren't going to school or whatever it is. We're worrying. 
And then we're anxious about what Boris is going to say next and what the restrictions yeah. are going to be to us next. But never once did we really just sit in the present moment. And the only real moment is the present moment. And I think that's what's great about surfing. It brings you very much into that present. And when you're in that present moment, your fear or your worry of the past and your anxiety of the future are totally go because all you're thinking about while you're on that board is what's the next wave? Where's the next wave? You're looking out on the horizon, experiencing everything you're feeling. You know, if you're in Indonesia, you're in board shorts in 30 degree water. Um, and if you're in Cornwall this time of year, you're in a six mil wetsuit with headgear, gloves and socks. Yeah. Both are different experiences and both are beautiful. But surfing really, it, it, for me, it's done so much for me in my life. It's been a way of allowing me to release stress for sure and connect, reconnect. I have, have this massive thing with nature. It's so important to me. I live out here in Avenger Common in between Dorking and Guildford. And my house backs on to, to effectively the countryside wood. I see deer that come up, um, you know, just outside of my back garden fence. And I think like people have something that I call nature deficiency and they just don't get enough time in nature. So when you actually like go and do some woodland bathing or you go for a cold water swim or you, you know, go for a, you know, um, a walk around a, a lake, you embed yourself in nature. And I think when you get back to nature, you get back to the present moment because you listen to the birds, you smell the essential oils, you feel the wind on your face, like you connect. And I think going back to what you said to me, does it help you connect? Absolutely it does because of the whole experience of surfing and being in the ocean and, and just, I mean, it's amazing. I love it. Okay, first of all, the first person we're featuring in the way music today, this is huge. This is massive. In fact, that little beat you heard earlier was produced by this man. He was the first guest of the second series and we featured three of his songs and this is a brand new single by none other than Reese Crower, longtime supporter musically and as a friend to the podcast, Love Truth I don't know There's something missing But I just need a reason Reese is 
continually dropping music. He's got an EP coming out or an album coming out soon exclusively about mental health and his battle with anxiety. And it's just great. Thanks, Reese, for that. Thank you so much. Keep doing what you're doing, pal. And I appreciate everything you do for me. Yeah, and you have to put yourself in that situation to, to find it. Like you say with the cold water, there's a lot of people say that life isn't meant to be comfortable all the time, you know, and you need right. to get used to discomfort and, and, and putting yourself through cold water. It's not like being discomforting, you know what I mean? But it's about yeah. staying alive and staying in the moment and, and not becoming too relaxed and comfortable and yeah. chasing that, re that relaxation and that comfort as the idea to live in. I think we've sort of gone to, we, we've gone a bit far that way as, as a country and mental health is rising. You know, we've- yeah, I mean, I think um, the last three or four months have been all time high for antidepressants. And I think, unfortunately, we're not speaking about that because we're so focused on the numbers of deaths, but there is significant damage happening to people's minds right now with what's going on. And, and we're looking um, at, we're looking at like, like you say, a lot of the time people are looking at things like paracetamol or, or, or not just like, I'm not talking about paracetamol, but these things that we can take to improve. But what you are suggesting and what you are, what you are saying from your experiences is spending time with nature is, is the answer or the medication that needs to be prescribed over lockdown. I was at my mum's pub in Shoreham and it's a little village in Kent, not by sea. And I've got to be honest, my lockdown experience was quite pleasant. I was going on, I was in the countryside. We were going on walks every single day for Lovely. four or five hours and I'd never felt so calm. I actually watched a spring unfold in front of me every That's day, so like cool. taking the same trails. And it just puts you in the maddest state of mind and you start to realise just how connected and it's and I know it sounds so cliche but you generally are and you learn to listen now I wanted to say to you yeah. like if, if people start I'm not saying I know anything but if I'm from my experience if you think this way like when you're surfing and you go out there some days the ocean's calm some days the ocean's bumpy some right. days it's massive and you can't even go out there and you're better off staying inside <laughs> do you know like you yeah. know and if, if people learn to like if people was to start thinking in that direction as the thing that's going to help them understand themselves, you know, look to what we are from and what we are born from. So like, no, we're getting very hippie here. <laughs> but what we are born from, you know, um, and, and take note of that as a way of healing. But we've, we've almost forgotten that process, you know. Yeah, like, I, think I think we've become, like, we've become so disconnected from our environment. Like one of my favourite documentaries to watch recently is the latest David Attenborough documentary i don't know if you've seen yeah, that but yeah, it's just so scary i can't remember the exact stats now but he's i think 93 and over his lifetime i think the amount of wild space on the planet and um i won't be held to this but i think it's gone from something like 66 percent of the world when he was born was wild space now to something like 33 yeah. percent and like that's in his lifetime and that scares me so much because um i think it's the disconnection of man to that wild space and to the planet in which we live which has allowed us to destroy it for greed and for money and um yeah like i i think i think though i do feel like what i love about that documentary there will be a solution and there is a solution and i do yeah, think people cool. are waking up like i honestly believe there is light but it's just the nature of humans that we won't stop with the use of oil and with the use of plastics and everything we're doing until we have to um, but I just hope, I just hope that people can start getting connected to open spaces. And I just think just quickly, like with lockdown, I think a lot of people have had a chance to like reevaluate their life and yeah. like yourself, like, you know, being by the sea and, you know, seeing what you saw, like you just realize actually how important that is to, to you in your life and actually how much more relaxed and calm that makes you feel. And I think yeah. what happened prior to lockdown, we've gone so far the other way. That almost this has been a huge calibration for people you know why why because what because we, it's almost been taken away from us like and then and we're everyone's just dying to have it back almost if yeah, you know I think what I mean. people got so disconnected like in the sense that nine to five climb the ladder um you know happiness comes from the external world and then i just think like a lot of people have actually like because a lot of the external stuff's been taken away from us the shops are shut you know, we can't go on holidays, you know, so like people have had to actually dig deep inside. And I think like you always take you to every situation. So often yeah. you'll meet people and say, oh, if I just move to Australia, I'll, not, I'll then be happy. But the problem is, is if this person moves to Australia, they still need to take themselves and they take yeah. themselves with their problems. And I think Gandhi said it, if you don't go within, you go without. It's so true. Like we have to sort the inner world out and 
our mind is so powerful, our perception of the way in which we see the world is critical. Um, yeah. And effectively, we get to choose how we see the world, if that makes sense. Like it's our belief yeah. systems which allow us to see the world in whichever way we want to see it. Well, or have we have we forgotten that we have that power to see the world, and we've let and so, and we um, and we, as a society, we've almost let something else see that world and tell us how to look at it. If you know what I mean, there yeah. isn't there isn't the natural environment that we're from. You know, it is this idea of look, te- uh, teenage girl suicide rates are flying, mental health's flying. I, I know someone who's a psych- psychologist; she directly blames Instagram. And and what what and I, I love these ideas of social media as being community tools to connect people. And I think they are they we are just going through a bit of a, a toxic intro to them. Um, but is like you know is is looking into the nature like the world of the nature. It seems to be like that is should be where we should start, where we should stop being driven by greed um, and money and profits and be driven by that respect for the ex- respect for the exterior world. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I think I mean, we have to. It's critical that we have to. But, you know, I think like if you're listening to this podcast right now, a simple thing that I recommend to my clients is just try, if you can, once a week, take a half hour walk in an open space. And when you take that walk, I want you to be super present. So don't have your phone in your pocket. Don't be updating your stories on your Instagram. I want you to almost actually just leave your phone at home and go and use your nose, see what you smell, use your ears, use your um, your eyes, see what you can see. And actually one thing, just going back to see what you can see, just recently I took up a bit of photography um, and actually going out with my camera, like my nice EOS camera, my digital camera, I'm looking at things in such different ways when I'm looking to take like a really artistic picture, if that makes sense. So yeah. there was like a, a piece of ivy growing up an oak tree. And normally I just walk past that oak tree. I do that walk like literally every day. But just taking a look at like the network of this ivy up the tree, it was amazing. And I think like so many of us are missing these opportunities to like connect with literally the magic in nature, just watching animals and watching how alert they are, you know, um, watching the birds move when they're all together and they just move in different directions. Like literally nature is like a miracle. And what I found, which gives me a lot of peace in my life is really paying attention to that and focusing on that when I go for a walk or when I'm out in the sea. Um, and that's really where that mindful practice comes from. Yeah, I mean, I, that was what I was going to ask you. So, like, could, do, you, do you find you can gather inspiration for how you're going to live your life just by observing nature around you? 100%. Like, all my creative ideas come from times or areas that have space. So it's where I'm, I'm out in the woods. Like, it's where I'm – that's when I'm most creative. That's where – three things come through me and I guess it works different for everybody but when I'm out in nature I do feel I do feel a bigger connection and I do feel yeah I feel that I can listen to my inner voice much easier and it's the same with when I meditate like when you meditate effectively you're clearing your mind but in the process of clearing your mind after that meditation you just seem to know the answer and it's it's also worth it's also worth noting that the, the, the practice of meditation is essentially a form of working out like the brain to muscle and, and you're, 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 you're training a part of your mind to just stay silent. And instead of interrupting with all these things that you, you've been told that you think and you want and you need um, and, and you slow down and listen and it makes that, does it feel like it makes that process of you when you can go out and listen to nature a lot more clearer because you've, you've, you've almost like done, you've already done the reps, if you know what I mean. 100%. Like if we if we look at it on a brain level, Lewis, like we've got our left brain and we've got our right brain and our left brain is like our logical brain. You know, it's your um, your math- mathematics, it's your right and wrongs, it's your logic. Um, but your right brain is your creative mind. It's your mind that you're in when you're doing art or playing music or, um, you know, uh, um, meditating. And I think many of us in the West are right brain deficient and left brain toxic. And in the East, I think it's the other way around. You know, people are very much more connected to their right brain. And I think yeah. if we look at it on a neurology level, on a scientific level, we have to activate our right brain. It's very important for us to do art, to, to be creative, to be, have an entrepreneurial mind, to, to, to be, um, imagine things, to, to, to get out in nature. Like this is all right brain um, activity when you can think of things um, that maybe haven't been created before. You can imagine things. Um, but I think when you stay in your, your logical left brain, you can get toxic in that brain 
Um, and your body therefore goes into like a stress response because you're not meant to be in that brain 24-7. And this is the music of Eleanor Hobby from UCA in Farnham. Real nice, relax at this one, take a break from all the words and enjoy some song. something that through the practice of meditation and are you, are you suggesting that these you can open these doors of your brain by by listening creative and, and sort of yeah don't know going with the going with a flow almost if you yeah. know what I mean yeah you absolutely can that's the, that's the way you get in the right brain is to, to meditate to prayer to give uh, to um, do prayer to um to chant to do mantras to go for nature walks like all of these things are ways in which you can really activate that right brain um, and it's so funny because, you know, I speak to clients at Core Wellness and Epson regularly about this. And so many people have never even once done a 10 minute guided meditation. Um, yeah. And just to big up one app actually that I use, I know um, it's my favorite. It's called Insight Timer and it's free. Yeah. And there's thousands of different guided meditations on Insight Timer that people can listen to. And for example, like there's a search engine on there. So if you're struggling with sleep right now, you can go onto Insight Timer, type sleep. And they give you 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever you need, meditations for sleep. It's so good. Yeah. And I guess, you know, this 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 fact that the the you know, meditating brings you into that moment and it allows you to become comfortable in thinking. Uh, and I'm gonna intertwine two of the uh things that might interest you here is obviously one thing that is stealing a lot of those blissful free moments of our lives are mobile phones. Uh, mm-hmm. And in and, and in the same respect, they are also uh, arching that arching people's necks forward, which, as we uh, spoke about in the in the podcast in the live stream earlier, could cause a lot of problems later on in life and in your present life with illnesses and things like yeah. that. Um, so you know, I just really wanted to reiterate to anybody listening um, that you know that moment where you know you habitually now just reach in your phone pocket every time that moment you have a cigarette. You know, you reach for that cigarette packet because a free moment comes out. That moment when you do these things, I think the practice of, of what you're saying is instead of subconsciously or unconsciously doing something that is actually really not allowing you to activate that side of the brain that you were speaking mm-hmm. about, by, by being on your phone, it might seem harmless. You are robbing yourself of something that could potentially go on to make you witness, make you remember or realize either something that could change your life 
something that, an idea that could mm-hmm. go on to solve the issue that's currently in front of you but in, instead you, you're pulling up instagram or facebook something that really is it isn't isn't really it's a good platform but it shouldn't overtake your 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 experience of the present yeah that's it's so true you know it's so so true and i think like one of the big things that's problematic with things like instagram facebook is people are comparing their life to people's um uh, to people's best reels of their life so you know everything that's put on instagram is kind of made out to be the best ever and you're comparing your normal life to someone's highlight reel. So it's easy for people and kids and younger people to like really get themselves down about their life per se because they think everybody else is having such a better time. So it's not always a real reflection of actually what's going on. But yeah, as far as like health, mindfulness, the mind is a massive part. Obviously, there's other parts that help this, the physical components and there's the structural components with chiropractic and there's the nutritional components. The, the mind is critical and uh, that can't be missed. No, of course not. So you also, as we said, we, we, we sort of discussed earlier that you were speaking to diets and I didn't want to go too much into it. But for somebody who is beginning to awaken to the fact that, you know, I'm actually getting a bit older. I'm only 24, but I actually no longer can eat a Domino's or a Pizza Hut and then mm. have a kebab the next day because it, I actually started to realize how slow it makes me and how sluggish it makes me. Right. I'm sort of beginning that journey, you know, like, if I look upstairs, up up top right now to my cupboards, you know, I've, I've now got cornflakes <laughs> instead of eggs yeah. and bacon, right. you know, um, and, yeah. I, and I'm putting, and I, I'm also introducing like nuts and things into my diet and seeds, but I do get very confused because I was talking to someone mm-hmm. today and, and now something called fasting has been brought to my attention where, you know, sometimes to produce energy, it's not food you need. It's, it's something like this. And I just wonder yeah. what your views were in, in, in sort of like just, step one of, of pursuing a, a better lifestyle through nutrition and diets yeah it's a great question and i think um, a lot of people think that there's a secret to nutrition um, there is a lot of information out there from people pushing vegan to uh, periodic starvation diets to keto diets like the list goes on i think for me i strip it right back and i figure out or i explain what is right for us as a species um, as I said on our previous chat, like every species on the on the on the planet has a specific diet. So cows are designed to eat grass, uh, dogs are designed to eat meat. And um, my personal belief through studying Paleolithic times and how our genes have evolved is that human beings are also designed to eat specific foods. And I think if you could give a name of a certain diet or a template in which I follow. I follow a paleo primal template when I teach people nutrition. How so, do you how do you spell that? Sorry, paleo p a l e o, and I follow a paleo template. So people call it paleo diet, or paleo nutrition, but I hate to use the term diet, Lewis. As I said earlier, diet spells yeah. diet. It, it's not. It's about eating healthy foods for us as a species. And if you want me to highlight those foods effectively, our carbohydrates, fats, and protein should all be part of every meal. And your carbohydrates carbohydrate choices should be your vegetables and your fruits. People forget that carbs are veggies and fruits. And what we've exchanged them for in the Western world is grain. And grain Mm. has so many problems. I could spend a whole podcast talking about the effects of grain and gluten. Um, But but we've we've hijacked vegetables and carbs for for bread, flour, uh, you know, pizza bases, crumpets, donuts, you name it. But that's yeah. where our carbs should come from, vegetables and fruits. And the so more- scare people, scare people. What, why, like, what is it, why is it so important to, to avoid grains? Like what's, what's the danger of it? Like things like grains and sugar that seem to be so prominent in our yeah. society. So like there's, there's numerous reasons, but the top two reasons really are, the number one reason is the glycemic index of grains. So when you eat a bagel, you get a huge spike in your sugar. And I think in the past, we used to we used to fat you know say fat was the problem. So in the past, mm. the old evidence has all suggested about low fat diets, but that evidence is like forty years old now. We haven't really moved on from this whole low fat diet approach. Fats are critical for you. I can get on to talking about fats in in a minute. Your brain yeah, is sure. made of fat. Every cell in your body has a phospholipid membrane that's made of fat. So we need fats. Fats are critical. Obviously, they've got to be the right fats. But this low fat approach is not right. What's right is a low sugar approach. Now, when you think of sugar, you think of table sugar. You think about the stuff that you put on top of your cereal. 
But when we talk of sugar, when I talk of sugar, I'm talking about your, your refined carbohydrates because when you eat that baguette, it is it effectively on a sugar level is spiking your sugar equally to that Mars bar. And what happens is when we start spiking our sugar levels so consistently, so often, what happens is our body can't, it can't deal with that high level of sugar. And in, in a long um, story short, you basically become insulin resistant. So your body secretes this hormone called insulin to take down the sugar. Now, if you keep eating sugar again and again and again, you keep secreting too much insulin. And if you keep secreting too much insulin, which is this hormone that takes down sugar, you overwhelm the receptor sites for insulin. And what happens is you get insulin resistance. You might have heard of insulin resistance before. And insulin yeah. resistance is the precursor to type 2 diabetes. So, so many people at such young ages now are type 2 diabetic because we're grainitarians. We're just eating sugar through grain again and again and again and again. So carbohydrates, going back to that, we've got to get rid of those refined carbs or we've got to really limit them in our diet. That's one reason why carbs are bad. The second is gluten. And then you've probably heard of gluten intolerance. Um, many people have been labeled gluten intolerant. Yes. What, what yes. evidence shows is if you put gluten on under microscope on the epithelial lining of the gut, it creates inflammation. So gluten is a protein that our bodies cannot effectively digest as a species. We're not designed to, to eat large levels of gluten. So it creates inflammation in the gut. It can create something called leaky gut syndrome or increased gut permeability, and that consequently can affect our health. So staying away from gluten, staying away from grains is the best way to go when you go for carbs. As far as veg and fruit, the more color on your plate, Lewis, the better. And that's the, yeah. that's the way you do carbs. You want to do proteins and fats, we can go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so in terms of carbs, we're talking colors, colors, colors. And again, I did think this recently, you know, this whole thing about a gluten intolerance, it suddenly absolutely blew up, didn't it? Lots of families. I remember um, I've worked in hospitality and I've looked, I did a ski season. And I remember the families come with their children and suddenly every week uh, the the that little princilla had a issue with gluten you know and yeah. these, these these strange things and and it seemed it seemed to be like frustrating to me because i it wasn't ever it just seemed to be certain individuals claiming and i was like how is it suddenly just and like as mm. soon as it hits the news apparently everybody's suddenly gluten intolerant you know like yeah, it, yeah. It, is it, so, yeah. so then there's there's intolerance um there's, there's gluten sensitivity there's gluten intolerance um, and there's different levels basically effectively of it. Some people can just get an irritated gut and not even know that they're getting an irritated gut, so they're getting something like IBS. So yeah. it's um, it's uh, it, it's bowel syndrome. But yeah, gluten gluten to humans is not great. Okay, um, and then and, and just going going back to like uh, grains, and then it depends what level you want to take this. And that's what we've done to our animals. Like if you think of our dogs, we give them dried food, and half the time it's grain. And dogs were designed to eat meat. Like if I gave you Lewis dry food for the rest of your life, you would also have problems and get obese. And I think like the, the, what's interesting here is the domesticated animals on this planet are getting the same diseases as human beings. Like yeah. they're getting cardiovascular disease, they're getting obesity, they're getting depressed. And they're the, the only animals that are getting that are the domesticated ones. You don't get obese wild animals. Like let me take you on safari in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> you won't see an obese animal there, right? Because they're doing what they're meant to do. And I think yeah. that's what's happened to our animals. Our farm animals are the sickest animals because we confine them. We don't let them exercise. We feed them a ton of grain when they should be eating grass, for example, the cattle. And, and, it's, and, it's, and it makes them effectively long-term sick. But as far as carbs, get rid of your grains, increase your veg. This is where a vegetarian vegan diet has in my mind has ever had benefits because people start eating way more veg and yeah. uh, live antioxidants uh you know there's so many phytonutrients in vegetables like it's a no-brainer that should be the base of your triangle your food pyramid your base of your triangle should be veg if it's green leafy veg you're onto a winner kale um you know um spinach leaves you know broccoli any of that sort of stuff amazing for you yeah, we've got in my fridge now, we've got kale in there that we like to do all sorts with. You can even make crispy kale um, yeah. in the in an in air fryer that we have. And we add nice. all sorts of things and that gets quite tasty. Sitting in front of me is a wooden, a large wooden box that I made that sits on my kitchen like a trough. And we recently came uh, into uh, possession of micro seeds for microgreens. So I've got nice. a ton of... 
I got a ton of micro broccolis, which popped up in like three days in a crazy amount of time. You know, and, and we're trying to we're, we're trying to move that way. But I think one of the biggest issues of living somewhere like Epsom, since Epsom podcast, is you know we generally um, tend to not have as much access to to you know, and it's not impossible. You know, it isn't impossible? But I think pre- putting pressure on uh, big companies will make it more possible to get in uh, vegetables that are in season uh, and 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 are there for the time there for the time and and I think things that you can really do you know is go to places like the local market you know the Epsom market where yeah. you're getting people that are growing you're doing all sorts of positive things there you know you're you're supporting local business you're supporting local business you know you you're, you're looking in thing and also a lot of the time it isn't more expensive to go to these green grocers they are remaining competitive it's it's a fraction expensive if that. And you know, I've got a friend Taylor up there. His eggs are cheaper, and they're massive than than the ones in Co-op downstairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got nice eggs, really good eggs. You know, I, and I sat there the other day as he was selling them, and he's got a load of regulars, and he's got a great uh, market chat. You know, and I'd love to see the rise of the market again. You know, yeah, me not, too. not not what I'm seeing at the moment. And I've got to say, I, I to get by because over lockdown, I lost a bit of work. I've been Deliveroo cycling, right? Yeah. And all these fast food restaurants that are open around us. Every single day, I, it's sad and scary to see that McDonald's, the queue out coming out of McDonald's is horrendous every day. Yeah, but because because it's cheaper, you know, and it's a, and it's a shame. I'm not pointing the fingers at the people going. You know, it's it's cheaper, it's quick. You're busy with work. You know, you're running a million miles an hour of everything you do. You've got to support this, that, and that. Dinner comes along, and you think, oh Jesus, I've got to make dinner for the kids now. And the quick, easy answer is mcdonald's and you know that what's the reason it's stress you know you're stressed you you haven't got time to think about anything because you're not you're not reflecting on what you do it's very easy for me to say that i live with my girlfriend in a flat with no kids you know uh and and this 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 idea and this practice of being reflective and taking note what's around you that goes beyond nature you know that goes just going back to the veg like i love it support local markets so the other thing with like veg particularly leafy veg so easy to grow pal like honestly, yeah. like like all you need to do spinach, you get perpetual spinach and a little tray, and I promise you that thing will last you the whole summer. Like um, on my Instagram at Dr Tilly, um, yep. this uh, coming spring, I'm going to be sort of documenting what I'm doing to put my vegetable patches together as I did last year. And it was awesome. hugely, hugely helpful for people to like just follow as I'm doing it, what they can do. And I had honestly, I had veg all summer. Even I've still got carrots and kale and onions in the ground right now. And it's like, literally, people think it takes a lot of work. In a, in a three by three meter bed, you could do so much and it doesn't take a lot of work, apart from a bit of watering in summer and a bit of planting, you know, putting seeds in the ground and spreading. And it's so fulfilling, so fulfilling. You know what else is really fulfilling? A little tune off Eleanor Hobby. We're back again, song number two, Tangle Round the Tree. Tangle Round the Tree with me As we climb up, release this energy Garden, there's a sudden ignite of 
And it adds to the mindfulness uh, like process and practice that you're talking about, which yeah. goes on to improve so much more than just your mood, which is important, you know, but your mood goes on. Stress can kill you early. All these things can bring on diseases. It can make the way you deal with things less. Now, simply buy it. Let's just put, let's plant a seed, shall we, with this vegetable. Let's use the pun. You, yeah. you know, you, you plant that seed. Right, right to begin with, you know, then you start to observe it, you start to take note of it, you start to follow it. By the time it gets to your plate, you love that food in front of you. You know, it isn't just something you've picked up out of a plastic packet in a supermarket. You have watched it grow. Meanwhile, watching it grow, you've practiced all these things that you have said as a doctor that that goes on to age you know you're practicing uh, reflecting you're practicing uh, being in like watching something and taking note and and being care- caring about something yeah, all right. these things go on to the way you think and the way you think like you've said can and the way you stand and be it can go on to affect diseases you know all yeah. these things and it, it's, it's so true it's, yeah and i think like the biggest thing that you said there like for me with growing veg is the level of gratitude like oh my god like when you take a seed and you turn it into a carrot like there's so much gratitude involved in that. Like, you're like, this is amazing. It's a, it's a little seed, a packet, thousands of little seeds. And now yeah. I've got loads of carrots. And all I did was yeah. throw it in the ground and just keep an eye on it from the pigeons. And like, yeah, yeah it was awesome. But like, you're so like, you're like where do I put my pound in? You're like, you're just yeah. thinking you should be paying, but it's just there for you. Like <laughs> Exactly. So moving on from the carbs, you've got your proteins. That's pretty simple in my mind. I do believe that we are uh, meat eaters. Um, and uh, I believe we were designed to eat meat and uh, fish, depending on where we grew as a species. If you grew up by the, if your tribe was by the coast, you'd eat more fish. If your tribe was inland, you'd eat more meat. Um, and so good, healthy quality meat and fish, uh, free range organic. And there's so many benefits to meat. One of the biggest things that I uh, will say, if you're not eating meat, where are you getting your B12 from? Because you can't get B12 unless you're really consuming uh, meat or fish. And plus, you're going to get high levels of omega-3s, uh, which is really critical yeah. to you. But that's pretty much where your protein is going to come from. Obviously, eggs are protein too. And you'll get some protein through beans, but you don't want to eat too many beans because they're phytonutrients and they and, can be yeah, damaging. And, you're, and you're going to be farting away. Yeah, yeah, you end up with a Mexican bean belly if you eat too many. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and you got you got to watch that. Just out of respect for people. I mean, I've just moved in. <laughs> I've just moved in with my girlfriend, and you know, I've had to tone it down a little bit. <laughs> You're off the beans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was hard. It was tough, man. But I got through it. Baked only now. <laughs> <laughs> and then your last one is your fats, and um, I always say nature doesn't make bad fats; man does. So. You want to get rid of your hydrogenated fats in your house. If you want to make a change right now, go and get rid of margarine. Uh, margarine is, is, is a man-made paste. It's not natural. Um, I think they say it's like a polymer different to plastic or something like that. Um, yeah. So margarine is no good. You want to get rid of your trans fats um, and your unnatural fats, like your, um, your uh, vegetable oils. These ones are really no good for us. If you're going to um, cook with oil, if you're going to cook at a real high temperature, Lewis, you want to use coconut oil because it has a higher smoking point, which means that okay. it takes more temperature before it starts smoking. And when it yeah. starts smoking, that's when it becomes damaging to your body. If you're going to fry with olive oil, just fry at a lower temperature or use it cold over your salads and stuff, and it's amazing for you. And then your other types of fats, oh, wow. things you mentioned earlier, nuts um, and avocado, you know, um, one of the biggies. So, yeah, you've got to eat fats. Fats are important. Um, and you shouldn't you shouldn't sway away from that. You just want to stay away from the bad fats. And if anyone needs any any help, 
by all means, just reach out to me um, at Core Wellness and I'll be able to help you with this. Yeah, sure, man. Sure. I hope, I hope people do. I, I'm, I'm considering at the moment I belong to Pure Gym. Um, uh, and, you know, it sounds like if I was going to, I'm probably going to look into joining you guys after. It sounds like a lot more personal experience, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, um, can you answer a question for me? Uh, so today I was drinking a innocent smoothie from a meal deal that I picked up as I was laboring. And I am very confused at these things because I look and I assume when you're mass producing something, there's going to be a ton of sugar because they're making it taste nice. And there's two yeah. questions I got. One on the case of innocent smoothies in themselves, the product. But two, what I don't actually know and I'm ashamed to admit is when things say on the label of like of which sugars, you know, like a level like this, of which sugars, like mm. does, does, is that like a natural fruit sugar? Or is it like yeah, sugar so, wary of? Yeah, so sugar comes in many different forms. Obviously, you've got sugar in milk. Um, you've got um, uh, normal, normal glucose, glucose sugar. Uh, you've got fructose, which is sugar in um, fruit. Um, but really, those smoothies, and I'm not here to badmouth any business or, no, or no, product, yeah. um, but they are pretty much full of, of sugar. Um, they are mainly fruit. The biggest problem is when they say green machine, it's got like two percent kale in it, if not that, and it's uh, it's not it's not got a balance of, of so 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 basically um, they're not they're not terrible for you, but don't treat them as the answer, you know, to your to your lunch to give you everything you need. Is that what you're sort of saying? Yeah, I, I think they're going to spike your sugar levels just from tasting them myself. You can taste they're quite sweet. I yeah. think like whenever we make a smoothie, just while we're on innocent smoothies, if you're going to make a smoothie at home. You really should make a smoothie like to make it a meal. So sometimes you know, I start with clients at eight o'clock in the morning, a couple of times out of the week at Core Wellness. So I don't really have time to you know start making scrambled egg and bacon and stuff at home. Um, so I'll do a smoothie for breakfast. But when you make a smoothie, you should always make sure a smoothie has carbs, proteins, and fats in it. So just to explain, because you think, well, I'm not putting my meat in a smoothie. Um, yeah. <laughs> But, um, but what you should have, so your carbs, for every handful of fruit, so let's say you have a handful of mixed berries, you should put a handful of veg. So I always pair it with, with spinach or kale. Yeah. They're the easiest one. So let's just say handful of mixed berries, handful of kale or handful of spinach, throw that in. Your next um, food you need is, so you've got your carbs, you need your fats. So fats, add some nuts. That could be one option. Um, you could do a spoonful of coconut oil, um, you could do half an avocado. Seeds. Yeah, put put your fats in there. So um, yeah, yeah. You can seeds. Yeah, yeah, mix seeds. Fine. Um, okay. And your fats are going to keep you. They're going to keep you. Um, they're going to they're going to give you energy because there's a lot of uh, calories per gram of fat. There's more calories per gram of fat than there is carbs and um, proteins. And then yeah. for your protein, um, you you want to look, look along the lines of like a, a hemp protein or a good quality pea protein. You can use whey protein, but that's dairy, and that's a different discussion. Um, but uh, you want to get a protein in there. If you don't add the protein powder, you're going to find that you're hungry within an hour of drinking that smoothie. Whereas if you add the protein powder, it's probably going to take you through to lunchtime. So when what about it, using what about using sort of like soya milk or yeah, because yeah, uh, yeah, we got soya milk and oat milk at the moment. We've actually gone off dairy. Not but Good. well, it wasn't originally. I know the dairy industry, like you said, another conversation. Mm. Um, but soya milk just takes so bloody good. I love it. I, I, I whenever someone says soya milk, and this is probably cartoons misportraying them to me as a child. You know, I just imagined it to taste like this sort of like oh, I, I don't even know what I thought it was going to taste like. Some like flowery, yeah. like, I don't know. But it, but you're, you're, it, you're it next, got a lovely little taste to it. Yeah, it had. Your, your, your best milk really is a, like an almond or a coconut milk or a hemp seed yeah. milk. Um, soy soy uh, in large amounts isn't great for us. Um, okay. And in America in particular, a lot of it is genetically modified. It's GM. It's been sprayed a lot and it's been played with a lot. Um, but it's got a lot of phytoestrogen in it. So it's it's not great, great for men. However, you can use it. I think your best option is like a cashew milk, an almond <laughs> milk, a coconut milk. Um, those type of nut milks. Um, you can use a rice milk, but then you're going back to the grain. So I always generally recommend like a, a nut milk. I'm just looking in my fridge right now, actually. One of the, <laughs> the, the, one of the ones I like is the Rude Health almond milk. Um, that, one's, that one's really tasty. Particularly if you want to do like a flat white or a latte, that's the one I always have from um, okay. the boys at Yosani. 
Uh, yeah, Yosani, big ups, Yosani. We'll be sure we've we've had him on the live stream. We're trying to get him back, or we'll try to get him onto the full length live stream. We had a riveting discussion about sandwiches. It really was interesting. Um, I, I didn't know that the estrogen's interesting because you know we've been drinking, we've been, <laughs> we've been drinking a lot of that in the house. And me and Alex have been getting on brilliantly talking about our feelings. And, and, and all <laughs> I wonder what was going on. <laughs> Well, <laughs> well, look. Start we, growing movies, then you know. You yeah, know, you really yeah, yeah exactly. I was, I was going. Do I look fat in this, Alex? <laughs> said, no, Lewis. You're going to work on a building site. Don't worry about it. <laughs> look, um, well, I'm not trying to gender appropriate there at all. But um, so, look. Thanks. Anyway, look, we've hit the 46 minutes. I'd love to chat further. We've got all sorts of Wayne music that are going to be filling in, featuring local bands and musicians. I'm not sure who I'm going to choose yet. If you know anyone that plays music locally, any of your clients, or you got any friends. Um, let me know afterwards because I'd love to play them during your episode. Um, that'd be good. Have a think. But if not, you'd have heard someone else. I'm sure we will have you back, no pun intended, um, at some point, if that's okay with you. But Absolutely. yeah, thank you. I'd go. love to get back and speak about chiropractic uh, at some point as well. Yeah, sorry, we, we went off topic there. Um, but yeah, in the next time, definitely, definitely, we'll go right back into the spine. Sweet. Lovely. Thank you, Joe, anyway. Cheers. Thank for you, this. Lewis. Appreciate it. Bye bye. Lovely. Wayne. And there we have it, an end of another episode. Dr. Joe James Tilly at Epsom Core Wellness Centers. Thank you very much for your time. Have a good week if you're if you're listening. Enjoy the rest of the week. January's over, we're starting February. A couple more months and we'll start to see the return of the sunshine. And you know. We it'll be nice, wouldn't it? It would be cool. It would be cool. Don't get me wrong, I'm enjoying sitting at home and sitting in my kitchen making podcasts and call of duty and occasionally occasionally talking to alex it's nice it's nice but it would be nice to get some sun and go do that in the park wouldn't it hold in there see you next time message me if you want to come on the podcast check out the live streams tell everyone about it in epsom tell everyone tell everyone you see oh you're from epsom you heard about the epsom podcast you know the score see you later